I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you ever been watching the news and the news anchor is reading off the daily news like stock prices and market moves, etc.? The S&P was up 500 points today. The Dow is down 11 and... My name's Bert Kreischer. Anyway, they talk about, you know, the moves of the day. And they might say something like, wow, retailers continue their powerful move up. Walmart is up another 3% today. Or maybe they're like, oil is still falling in price, compounding on its losses in recent weeks. Or lastly, they might mention something in regards to the financial sector expands its dominance, being the only sector in the last three months to post a positive return. (laughs) And if you're like me, you're sitting on the couch or at your kitchen table or whatever you're doing, listening to the news, and you're like, what the heck? Why didn't someone tell me to invest in boring old Walmart? Like, who knew that Walmart was going to outperform Apple and Amazon this year? The answer is the people who knew that Walmart was going to outperform Apple and Amazon are the people who follow market cycles. People who follow the market cycles had a pretty good idea that at least the opportunity for a retailer like Walmart to outperform a tech giant like Apple or Amazon was on the table. And if you don't want to be sitting on the couch as market cycles change favor from growth stocks to bonds or to commodities or to the Walmarts of the world, you're going to want to listen to today's show because we are taking a dive into the market cycle. When to invest in what? You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and let's get into it. Fun fact. Today's fun fact is that English is a terribly weird language, and I pity people trying to learn it as a second language. Did you know that there are three letter C's in the words Pacific Ocean? And all three are pronounced differently. Well, now you do. And that was today's fun fact. All right, let's get into it. The economic cycle, also called the business or market cycle, is when the economy moves from growth to recession back and forth. It's like a roller coaster that swoops up and down and up and down in this nice little curve or maybe a a curvy up and down road going through the cornfields of Nebraska or an up and down as you head towards the bush outside of the central coast. The market cycle is something that just tells us where we are in regards to growth or not growth, when you're talking expansion or contraction. And the market cycle is important for us to pay attention to because it gives us indications of the types of investments that are in or out of favor. It's significant because it plays a large role in determining corporate profits, which are possibly the most important factor that influence stock prices. Where things get complicated is how the economic cycle or the market cycle impacts different sectors. Stock market sectors are sensitive to different stages of the market cycle. Simply said, some sectors may outperform when the economy is growing 
while others may outperform when the economy is declining or in a recession. The varying performance is something that investors refer to as sector rotation. And the rotation is driven by investors buying or selling different stocks during the economic cycle during the different stages of growth and or recession. So as you're going up, you're buying growth stocks. As you're going down the roller coaster or the road, you're buying more defensive sectors. Let's look at a few examples of how sectors typically perform throughout the economic cycle. Let's suppose that the economy is emerging from a recession. I don't think we currently are in January 2020, but we're probably actually heading down into a recession. One of the first sectors that investors usually move into or rotate into is financials. That includes businesses like banks, uh, brokers, and insurance companies. And why is that? Well, it's towards the end of a recession, interest rates are usually favorable for businesses like banks. Consequently, investors rotate into the financial sector when they anticipate a recovery. So, as we started the show off today, if you're listening to the news and you hear them talking maybe for a couple days in a row or so that financials are doing well, the financial sector is taking off, uh, financials, banks, blah, 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 you might be like, okay, hmm, maybe people are anticipating a recovery and I need to take a look at my little chart and figure out where are we in the economic cycle. Because after the economic cycle turns up, investors usually rotate into the technology sector. So they go from financials into technology. And if you're new to investing in the last five or seven years, you feel like we've only ever invested in technology. Because if you were invested in basically any tech company over the last really 12 years, you thought that was where everybody puts their money. Invested in Apple, invested in Google, invested in Microsoft, invested in this software, this software, this soft. You figured out technology is the future. Well, that was true over the last 10 or 12 years. Look at what happened to Tesla or happening to Tesla. Tesla was the golden child of the world's investing in the technological sector. And it just seemed like it did nothing but go up and up and up. And now it is getting very much outperformed by everything. I don't know what Tesla will be by the time this recording comes out, but I know that Under $100 in the first quarter of 2023 is certainly not out of the uh, equation. And for me to say that a year ago, people would have laughed me out of the room. Anyway, that's why we're talking about economic cycles, because things get out of favor. And you don't want to be stuck in a bad tech stock as it falls 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90%. So let's continue on. So they go from financials, typically rotate into technology, as you're coming out of a recession. And this sector is sensitive early in the economic cycle because businesses invest in new technology to make productivity gains. As the economy recovers and gathers momentum, investors typically move into consumer staples. This includes businesses like automobile housing and retail, things that are discretionary or non-essential. Consumers typically grow more confident as the economic cycle and recovery take hold as you're As you're climbing out of that recession, consumers are feeling like, okay, I can start spending again. And with the growth of confidence in consumers can come increased spending on discretionary items. And after consumer cyclical investors, they generally rotate into transportation. This is industrials and basic materials sector. This is usually considered the midpoint of the growth stage 
which is when these types of businesses increase production and in response to the increasing demand. We just talked about Tesla. Let's talk about them again. So they are a tech company and kind of a consumer discretionary company. They do, however, make cars. So as the economy is doing well, people are like, okay, things are great. Things are roaring. We're, this is never going to stop. They start spending maybe more money for a car. They're spending more money on a Tesla instead of buying a Toyota Corolla or whatever they're going to buy. They spend an extra twenty grand on a Tesla because they think everything's going great. So as people do that, Tesla has to build more factories and they have to respond to the demand for their product. And this is where consumer discretionary stocks come into favor. At this point in the cycle, the energy sector begins to become interesting because as the growth stage matures, investors typically then rotate from consumer discretionary into energy. And the energy sector benefits from the increased demand for transporting goods during the previous stage of the cycle. So as People are buying tons of stuff on Amazon. Guess who's making some money? Well, trucking companies, uh, gas companies paying for the petrol to get it from one side of the country to the other, DHL, FedEx, UPS, as they're flying goods across the world. If you paid attention in 2020 and 2021, the shipping container industry was crazy high because we were buying so much stuff from China and shipping it all around the world Demand for a shipping container went just bonkers. So when the economy transitions from growth to a recession, what happens? Well, investors get defensive, and they start to rotate into sectors that are less sensitive to the economic cycle. And these sectors are sometimes referred to as defensive sectors because they can offer relative protection during a recession. I think we are heading into a recession, if you've been listening, so maybe listen into this one. These types of companies include utilities and healthcare and services and consumer staples, not consumer discretionary, consumer staples. When considering defensive sectors, think about it this way. What are the goods and the services that you'd keep buying even during a recession? Most likely you'd continue spending things uh, that are labeled consumer staples. You're going to spend on utilities. You're still going to spend on healthcare and different services like that. These are typical examples of goods and services supplied by companies in the defensive sectors. The first sector investors usually rotate into during a recession is the consumer staples. This is uh, food and beverage companies, household items. People still need to eat and drink and clean their homes, even in the midst of a recession or an economic downturn, which is why investors rotate into consumer staples early in the stages of recession. Maybe, say, February 2023. A recession, recession, recession. I mean, we've said that word enough, right? But typically in the midst of that recession, people might begin to rotate into the utility sector. Utility sector is a very interesting one. I saw something this week uh, from a CFA, who's a chartered financial analyst, someone who spends their entire life looking at the purchase of stocks and bonds and uh, commodities and why they go up and down. And he was mentioning how utility sector has a very close indication of timing the bottoms of a recession. And when you see a 5% move in utilities in one week, typically that pings the bottom of the downturn in equities. So if you're looking at the ASX or the S&P 500, when the utilities spikes up 5% a week, that has historically pinged some bottoms of like the end of the bear market. What makes the 2022 bear market possibly different is that 
when you look back at all these other times where utilities have gone up 5% and it's pinged to the bottom of the bear market, federal reserves have committed to stop raising rates and or they've pivoted and they've started lowering rates. So even though utilities this week has pinged up, we've hit that 5% mark, and historically that has been something to look at as maybe confirmation or at least maybe a little bit of proof to add to the pudding of have we reached the bottom of the bear market. But this time the Fed has made it very clear, and we will hear from the U.S. Fed in February, that they are not stopping raising rates until inflation comes down to 2 to 3%. So utilities is not going to be that ping, I don't believe, in 2023. But I do think that historically those things line up because of what we're just talking about right now is that as the recession continues, investors typically rotate into the utility sector next because gas and electric and water bills also have to be paid. During an economic downturn, people are still going to keep the heat on or if it's hot, you're going to keep the AC going. And when a recession worsens, investors might move into healthcare, at least in the states that you have to pay for it, because people are obviously willing to pay for healthcare no matter what the economy is doing. And towards the tail end of the recession, investors generally rotate into the services sector. This sector includes waste management and labor staffing. The services sector is usually the end of the economic cycle, and that's where it usually starts over again. Investors might then rotate back into financials, and the roller coaster continues from here on and forevermore. So how can you identify the sectors that are rotating in and out of favor under the ideal circumstances that we've covered? Well, we're going to get into that right after the break. So stick with us. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. So how can we identify the sectors that are rotating in and out of favor under ideal circumstances? You can start by watching price trends among the different sectors. If an economic recovery is well underway, you're going to probably know it, look for new upward trends to emerge in transportation, industrials, and basic material sector. Conversely, in the middle of a recession, probably the second or third quarter of 2023, Look for new upward trends in sectors like utilities and healthcare. I just mentioned utilities are actually up right now, mid-January 2023. I don't think we're in the middle of a recession, but giving some sort of indication of something to look at. And being aware of sector rotations can help active investors adjust their portfolios. And although there may be indications of sectors coming into or out of favor, remember it is difficult to predict with certainty. 
So try to look for confirmations as much as possible. Here, let me give you an example. If an active investor observes that a sector might be coming into favor, she might hold uh, existing, let's say, tech stocks. And she might look for different opportunities on the flip side of that. So if you're in tech, you might want to look at rotating into consumer discretionary. And she feels like uh, as the uh, market's going up, maybe not completely selling out of tech. You don't want to like miss the end of the possible growth, but you might put in a stop loss just in case technology starts to fall. You will be able to lock in some of your profits from the last few years. And then with those profits, as it falls down to your stop loss, you can then look to roll into the next type of the cycle, which would be consumer discretionary and or wherever you're at in the cycle. So applying sector rotation in these ways can help investors manage a portfolio, even identify new opportunities. But sector rotation does take some time and it does take some experience to learn. So I would say utilizing stop losses is probably the, the next set that you might look at just to protect your portfolio now. But I wouldn't just try to rotate from sector to sector to sector as you're just getting started. You want to sit through probably a cycle of recession, hang out in some good low-cost indexed funds, and see how it plays out. And as you're listening to the news and you're watching the news, possibly maybe you can watch and learn and you can anticipate and you can write down, maybe journal this year, be like, okay, I think consumer discretionary is out of favor. I think consumer staples. I think we're at that point in the recession. I think utilities is coming up. And I think by you know December, utilities are going to be skyrocketing and yada, yada, yada. And you can look back in, at your journal entries during the midst of this cycle and be like, okay, looking back, I did make some good predictions. It looked like I was understanding the, the market cycle. And that means I'm ready to start investing, yada, 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 with the investment cycle. Before we close today's show, I want to talk about, and we've spent a lot of time talking about sectors of stocks, but the other part of the market cycle is there are six stages of this roller coaster where you may want to consider looking at stocks, commodities, and bonds. So you can rotate in and out with just stocks, but in this cycle as well, the growth to recession or expansion to contraction, um, stocks, bonds, and commodities all play a factor as well. So, for instance, at the beginning of recession stage one, as we are coming down into a recession, which is probably where we are right now, Stocks and commodities are falling in price, and bonds are supposed to be <laughs> raising in price. I say supposed to be because this recession is being basically generated by central banks around the world, and bonds are also falling. But typically, stage one, you can kind of look at generalities and look at stocks and commodities are falling in price, and bonds are rising in price. That means you're in stage one. And at the bottom of recession, stage two, commodities are still falling but stocks and bonds are rising. They've come into favor. Stage three, coming out of the recession, you're beginning to head uphill. Stocks, bonds, and commodities are all in favor. So let's say a couple years ago or maybe a couple years from now, you're like, what stage are we in? Just open up your Financial Times or go on, you know, go to the web and take a look. If you want to guess what stage you're in, if you see that stocks and bonds and commodities all are doing well year to date, you are in stage three. And then you can look ahead and be like, okay, what happens in stage four? Well, stage four, commodities and stocks are still doing well, but bonds have then fallen out of favor. Stage five is at the peak of the market, 
right before you're about to dip back in. We'll call this November 2021. And stocks and bonds are falling while commodities are back in favor. Then finally, the sixth stage is when contraction has fully taken hold. You are in the midst of a recession, or at least is on the total horizon. You've got bonds and stocks and commodities are all falling. Stage six marks a deterioration in the economy as the business cycle prepares to move on from expansion phase into a contraction phase. Stocks have already been moving lower and commodities now turn lower in anticipation of decreased demand and a deteriorating economy. 2022 was a bit weird in the fact that it seemed like we were stuck in stage five for the whole year. And sometimes that can happen. You, you may have a couple years where you're in one particular stage. But 2022, we had bonds and stocks going down dramatically. Actually, some bonds, if you're looking at treasury-type bonds from the U.S. government, they were actually down worse than stocks were. And commodities last year were going up for the most part. But not all commodities joined in on the fun. A lot of the major commodities that people think of, like copper and lumber and gold, lumber fell very hard. Copper had a very tough year. And gold ended up 2022 uh, flat. It was up 0.8%. So these are generalities. These are typically things that happen. And they're, they're good things to look at the, the market cycle to help give you an indication. But they are not a magic ball. But they do have historic relevance. And I think it's definitely worth taking a look at. If you Google the six stages of expansion and contraction, you'll probably find a, a chart that looks a little bit like a roller coaster with the six different stages and it might be something just to, to print off to have in your investment portfolio to take a look at. And you can bring these up to mind as you get some money and you want to do something besides just your standard dollar cost averaging into low-cost index funds. You want, you've got a side portfolio that you want to begin maybe some more active investing and see if you can beat the market. This is definitely something worth taking a look at. Either way, looking at where we are in 2023, the next stage we are clearly knocked out of stage five. We're probably entering stage six right now, with stage one coming when the world's central banks finally halt interest rate hikes and bonds come back into favor. So when you hear the, the Fed talking about pivoting or halting interest rate hikes, we're going to be leaning into stage one. That doesn't mean the stocks are going to go crazy because we still have earnings contraction like we've talked about before. Because once the Fed actually pivots, the damage has been done and the company's earnings are going to be going down. So maybe at the pivot, you might want to start thinking about bonds. But either way, you're going to want to keep listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.